saying shit Jack, wrong. God's perfect idiot. God. Hmm. <laughs> I'm Cat. a star. It's just fucking zero intelligence up in here. <laughs> fucking love you so much. Sometimes. There's kids. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers with so these happy sexy to be here. martinis. So happy. Us. So happy you guys can make it. Mm-hmm. Yum. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hawkeye would be proud. Oh. Dry, drier, driest. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I think this is the first time I've had like a legit martini, though. Like, really? Yeah, I mean, I've had like other martinis, but they've been like, you know, like flavored to a degree or oh, something. Oh, sure, sure. So sure. I don't know. It's like lemon drop or yeah, key some, lime, starlight yeah, lounge. Something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Those are those are all fine, but like a legit martini tm 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 well i feel like i feel like people are afraid of them because it's just alcohol and alcohol and maybe some olive juice and you think that would be disgusting but it's not it's really if you do it well and do it right and um shaken not stirred whatever james bond says yeah yeah, yeah. um it can taste good well it's got a nice that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice blend. Flavor. Did you know the martini that James Bond ordered is actually from like the whole whole shtick was because the author, I believe, had a killer martini at a place called Duke's in really? London. And he was like, I'm going to make sure James Bond has that fucking martini because it slapped. Oh, shit. Exact words. <laughs> Fair. There's your fun fact. I have not I like seen it. a single James Bond movie the whole way through, but there not you go. There's not your even fact. That. I but it. I know that Duke's man in London. <laughs> oh my goodness! But we're not here to talk about James Bond, are we? No, but are we? Are we comfortable? Are we all set up? Are we we're all ready. We all good. Ooh, we're ready. We're ready. I'm always ready to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a trip to Korea. Korea, ladies and gentlemen. A hundred years ago. A hundred years ago. <laughs> nice. We are once again <laughs> in my home, and we are talking about Mash. And we are uh, <laughs> sipping on some super delicious martinis that um, our guest host, or our, uh, not a guest host. Um, oh, is it a guest host? I don't know. Is that kind a of? You're the. I mean, you I have guess. all of the knowledge. You have yeah. the mash lexicon, as it were. Um, <laughs> the mashicon. Our, our, our wonderful um, <laughs> headliner. We'll call it that. Headliner. headliner. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Megan is here um, to, uh, and she made us these martinis, and we're talking about mash. And of course, uh, accompanied by us, as always, is the wonderful Katya Carter. Hey, you. Hello. Say, I, say hi, Megan. Yeah. Hey. Hi, Megan. God damn it. <laughs> Can you say something for me that's like 100% an in joke? Yes. Can you say crisp and juicy real quick? Crisp and juicy. Thank you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Listen to the Maisel podcast. All right, all right. Oh my goodness. That's a nice cross reference. I love it. As I take a sip of my martini. <laughs> Megan not only gave us um, beautiful, beautiful martinis, but um, has also gifted us a type of pop that my favorite oh God, character is so soda, far. ma'am. In soda. I'm sorry. I'm. It is a soda. Wow. Okay. All right. Here's the thing. I I'm am not from deeply offended. <laughs> deeply offended. Oh my God. Jeez. The tension in the room. Oh my goodness! You can Sweating. cut it with a knife. My goodness, it oh. is a soda. I'm sorry, so grape deep. knee high. Grape so knee high. But apparently, yes. it's something that somebody with real grape all the time. flavor. Yeah. Yeah. What's the story behind this? You should know. Uh, so Radar O'Reilly, <laughs> <laughs> our beloved Radar O'Reilly, loves drinking grape knee high. Um, it's something that is a through line throughout the entire series, and um, I have grape knee high. 
and decided to bring you a couple of bottles to enjoy. Thank it's, you so much. It's grape soda. It's a really light flavor. It's super good. It's, it, it claims real grape flavor, but it tastes like grape flavored things right yeah, and it's yeah, like it grape, grape flavored yeah. th- it, tastes it tastes like grape, grape. yeah it's, it's, it's I don't... the purple flavor <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's purple flavor um but it's it's yeah it's delicious and i love it and um if you're a fan of the podcast mash matters they are going to be That's possibly maybe giving away a, a bottle of grape knee high as well Ooh, very nice very yes. nice nice little plug there yeah so i'm just gonna uh give a quick asterisk Asterisk, as, asterisk, asterisk, a little star sign. There you go, that one. Um, I am just coming out of uh, being sick, so I've got some chest congestion, and so you might hear me cough if we get a little too excitable. So I apologize to all of our listeners for that. But with he's that not dying. Time, I am not dying. I he's promise. not dying. Well, no promises, but um, I certainly hope I'm not. There's no signs. Yeah, saying. you're not allowed to die. So all right, there. You heard it here first, folks. I'm not allowed. Yeah. Okay. So hey. <laughs> Let's fucking get into it. Let's talk about MASH. Let's talk about MASH. Yeah, before, I really do want to toss the question of, like, what got you into MASH? But, like, I think we briefly touched on it in another podcast before, but before I do, um, just to kind of, another asterisk. uh, Star sign. Another star (laughs) star sign. Um, I have watched, I think, five episodes. I think you chose, I, I asked, like, early in the group chat, like, what... What episodes are the essence of MASH to you, Megan? Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I really, I laughed a lot. <laughs> like I was so as good. somebody who hasn't, as somebody who hasn't seen MASH at all, good recommendations. I think if, if, if possible, Mike, we can just set the episodes up in like the description so they can watch it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll so, do that. We'll do yeah. that. Yeah. So the episodes I told you to watch were the pilot, Adam's ribs, a war for all seasons, death takes a holiday. Maybe even five o'clock, Charlie. But there were a couple of those that I was just like, oh, Abyssinia Henry, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the interview. I think I started adding to the list because you were like, <laughs> give us like five or six, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, I can do that. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, no, 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 you have to do this and this one and this one. Um, I mean, a lot of these episodes have really personal memories and connections for me so it's hard to not want you guys to share with that sure yeah but why is that which i love yeah when did megan when 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 did megan first get introduced like how old were you what like what was the deal because like anytime i got introduced like i remember washing what washing Jesus, these bud. are good martinis. Hey, bud. <laughs> these are good martinis. We got to talk? <laughs> it's like we're in the swamp and just enjoying <laughs> it with it. Trapper and Hawkeye. I love it. When did you watch the first episode? Um, um, okay, so because I remember watching um, shows like this when, uh, when my dad was watching them, right? Yeah. So, like, what was your, like, was that kind of the case for you or, or like, you know, did you grow up with your parents watching this and then you just kind of got hooked? Yeah. How did yes. you get into a show in the seventies? So, so my origin story of MASH is, um, my parents got divorced when I was seven years old and I lived in a very small 400 square foot apartment with my dad. You know, my mom had the house and, um, MASH was my bedtime story. Ooh. My dad didn't, you know, I love him. Uh, He didn't always do the right things for our family. You know, he was an alcoholic dealing with the divorce. He adored my mother and it just didn't work out. Um, And MASH was the thing that kept my brother and I 
on track, okay, right? So sure. from 10.05 after the 9.30 news came on <laughs> um, until 11.05, we would watch two episodes. Cool. Really, really low because we would like turn on the TV. Oh, like the and volume it was back in the day. It was back in the day where you had to like turn it on and go pew. Oh, yeah. At, right? And yeah. 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 <laughs> yep, and then you you had to like click to the right channel, yes. and like you had to do it really slowly and carefully because you didn't want him to hear because the walls were paper thin where we mm-hmm. lived, and you know my dad would be passed out on the couch, um, you know in the living room. My brother and I slept on uh, bunk beds in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. I was on the top bunk, he was on the bottom bunk, mm-hmm. and we would watch Mash together, laugh, and that was our bonding experience with it. I mean, I grew up with it. It was just something that felt like home to me and comfortable. And these characters were people that I grew to absolutely love and adore with my whole heart, um, even into adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's really, um, I guess, like interesting in like the, the purest sense that like a story about something that happened like before you were born set in Korea was your little niche of escapism. Yeah. I love the fact that stories can do that. I don't know if I'm already getting a little heavy, but like I love the fact that stories can do that. And the fact that MASH did that for you as like the earlier episodes are very much comedy, 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 comedy. Yeah. Um, And for just that like 20 minute block or I guess 40 minute block because you said you watched two episodes. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is like an escape. This is a little bit of freedom from what's happening is absolutely incredible. Yeah. What? Uh, I, what? I, sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. Um, what I've noticed, just because, like I just told you before we started recording, that um, while I didn't unfortunately <sighs> watch guy. the episodes that you suggested, <laughs> because I don't, I can't do the thing with my streaming services. Um, when we talked about it, however many months ago, um, I DVR'd them um, when I did have Directv, and I was just binging it, and like, oh my god, I forgot like how much. How, how much I loved it, like how, how good it was. Like I had not sat down and watched a complete episode of MASH since probably I was a kid. So like, yeah, I was talking about it, like got me into it. And I'm like, I, I am not mad at all. This is great. Like, yeah. this is so good. It's so wholesome. Yeah, yeah it, it unlocks a, a core memory, I feel like for a lot of people. No, but for real, <laughs> it does. I mean, it really does. And, it does. And, it, and that's what it is for me, too. It's just this thing that is just a through line in my life. Mesh, yeah. you know, through the ups and downs of my life, I've been through a lot of, you know, trauma and loss and, mm-hmm. you know, tragedy and and mash has always been that thing where i could count on 100 percent of the time where you know i could obviously i've known the entire series i've watched the entire series front to back so many times so if i'm feeling some type of way i can go to a certain episode and like this is what i need right i need to watch antics with Mm -hmm. major frank burns so i'm going to watch one of the (laughs) earlier seasons or i need to watch charles learn about love and you know get out of his own shell and get out of his own way for somebody who he truly cares about i'll watch that episode you know sure Mm -hmm. and i i just i love it so much yeah it's it's incredible like it's still it's still talked about it's got a pretty i was doing some little snooping today because that's what i do on the pulse of the internet Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna mention tumblr so people are gonna roll their eyes but it's got a pretty big fan base on tumblr Mm -hmm. still too which is pretty nice that something is so 
And a young fan base. Yeah. yeah. There are There's like young, a lot of I mean, I'm not like, old, but young people yeah. are into it. And I think COVID did a lot for it, right? Like, I think the pandemic really pushed people to streaming services and, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I remember my dad watched this. I remember my grandfather watched this. Exactly. Or grandma, like, they are coming back to the flock. I also, I also think just, just kind of as an aside, we will talk about like MASH in general. Um, I've mentioned this several times on the car ride, but Columbo was another one that got a lot of popularity. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because like during the pandemic, there's all of these young kids being like, we want something that like makes us feel good, but doesn't treat us like idiots. Mm -hmm. And I think shows like MASH and I think shows that Columbo did, but I think MASH especially is very much one of those like... It really is timeless. Um, I watched the first... I have never really fully seen um, an episode of MASH before. Like, technically I have when yeah. I was, like, super young and, the, and I was, like, had a fever and The Price is Right was on and then Judge <laughs> yeah, yeah. Judy and then Matt. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, yeah. sort of, like... It was on the lineup. It was on the lineup. Yeah, yeah, the sick lineup. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think it ever... Um, it never really like got to me or anything and then i watched these episodes and i was still like watching it from a completely modern lens i was still like chuckling i think at least i think episodes made me chuckle like at least once or twice out loud oh, and yeah. i was just like sitting there with my headphones on yeah, yeah. um but what was do you remember like the moment for you was there like a moment or a scene or an episode or a character that kind of when you were watching it at home that kind of made you go ah oh this is my jam. Like that gave you that feeling of, oh, hold on. This is something that's not just a TV show. Um, I mean, I truly did fall in love with Hawkeye. I wish there were a radio way up in heaven so I could say hello to mother every day. I didn't know you could sing. Was I singing? I thought I was dancing. (laughs) In the truest sense of the word, Mm -hmm. I thought that he was reckless enough and you know this he was just such a suave debonair kind of guy and my dad is a very literary person so having his name come from last of the mohicans i read that book that's where he got his name hawkeye from oh Um, okay but but even more so when i got older you know, um, Margaret Houlihan, who didn't have a name in the beginning. She was just hot lips and people made fun of, not fun of that. People referenced that like, oh, you're talking about hot lips. You're not talking about a person. You're talking about an idea you have of this person. Um, and as a woman in, uh, upper management in a company now, I draw a lot from her because she is very strong, also vulnerable, has a lot of emotion to give but she's very stoic she is just the perfect strong leader female leader i adore loretta swit for that and i feel very fortunate that she and i are sort of like uh friends on instagram yeah Yeah. i mean it it, it, it's it's very it's very sweet it's Mm -hmm. a very wholesome relationship you know I wrote a a little love letter to her and I said, hey, you know, thank you so much. I did this to a couple of different characters. Honestly, I wrote one to Mike Farrell. um, Who played? uh, uh, BJ Honeycutt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I wrote one to Mike Farrell. I wrote one to Alan Alda when I was young. I wrote one to uh, Loretta Swit. But I basically told them that had it not been for them, I probably wouldn't have not 
turned out the way that I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the opportunity to watch them and grow and become a strong person, strong willed. And even though parts of my life aren't easy all the time as everybody, I can take the high road in a lot of ways. um, And they gave me the strength to do that. Hell yeah. I think that's what, I mean, uh, I find that a lot of the characters and that's, you know, kind of what we were, or what you guys were briefly talking about, like how kind of this, how it's kind of gained popularity again. Like, I I feel like um, a lot of people were clinging or or maybe found this and and found it really interesting and and a really great show because, I mean, you, you take these good, wholesome people who didn't maybe necessarily ask to go to Korea there was a like shitty a, situation. There was like a joke in the pilot when somebody was handing out mail and one of the characters is like, ah, I'm not looking at that. And I think Hawkeye says something like, what are they going to do? Draft you? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. No. I think that was the Yikes. first one where I was like, sick burn. Oh, this is the type of show it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> but like you have these wholesome, great <laughs> characters that I think like you have so many different varying characters that I think anybody who watches it can find some connection with in this terrible situation that are making the absolute best Mm -hmm. of it. And that's why I think, um, it gained popularity now is because we're all in this fucking COVID world now and we're all trying to make the best of it. And we're all taking, or at least (laughs) most of us, (laughs) I like to think the most, all the cool kids are, are trying to take the high road. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah it's funny because Jamie Farr always in his um, interviews he always talks about who I'm so sorry so Jamie Jamie Farr, Jamie Farr played um, Clinger the oh, guy that oh, dressed the guy in with all the fits yeah. the guy so, with the drip so, <laughs> so you really honestly if you haven't watched um, a lot of MASH you need to because Jamie Farr wears some of the most beautiful gowns he wears um, I think maybe Jean Tierney and Scarlett O'Hara. I mean, mm-hmm. he gets to wear all of these beautiful dresses. Um, Grace Kelly. Mm-hmm. I think he wore one of Grace Kelly's gowns. Oh, like legitimately? No, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Like people, people walked up to him on the lot and said, you wore it better than I did. Honey. Yeah, no, he is brilliant. But he always makes fun of people in his interviews and he says... I know a lot of people come up to us and say, oh, I came, a, I became a doctor, I became a nurse, I became a nurse practitioner, blah, 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 based on MASH, but nobody ever comes up to me and tells me that I became an actor because of MASH, and I personally, Jamie Farr, want to dispel that rumor if I'm the only one. I watched MASH with my dad, who was a prolific actor and is, because he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, but my dad was a prolific and is a prolific actor, and I became one because of the people of MASH. I wanted to do that. I thought awesome. that it was perfect yeah. and lovely, and Loretta, when she was in the nurse's tent, um, you know, giving her a little speech about how nobody wanted to pay any attention to her and how... I don't know if you guys watched this episode either, but you really, really should. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's a master class of acting. If you are an actor looking to come up in the world, watch Loretta Swit talk to her nurses about not being included in one of their bowl sessions and the poise and grace and restraint that Loretta Swit shows in that is just, Oh, hell yeah. 
it is it's perfection Mm -hmm. that's the great thing about the show even in the couple of episodes i checked out which another another asterisk another star (laughs) sign (laughs) um i'm again i was telling you about this in the car but i'm 100 percent going to keep watching it now because you've got me hooked <laughs> yeah it's so good of, like i'm it's... just trying to spread the good word <laughs> have you heard of our lord and savior yes Clint? Go no literally next. though i not to be weird but this is a be weird this is a podcast this is a post 9-11 world <laughs> but megan post 9-11 world made in her shop class in eighth grade um uh, like a, a red cross mm-hmm. out of like woodworking materials mm-hmm. where we had to make a pen holder, right? So I made a cross out of a block of wood and then had a plastic little bit where you could hold business cards and then it was etched with Alan Alda's name and this beautiful pen. Oh, and I yeah. and I sent it to him. <laughs> I sent it to Alan Alda with this beautiful letter saying, you saved my life. I mean, you, Alan is credited for keeping me on the straight and narrow and I sent him a letter saying thank you so much for being amazing I appreciate you so much like you just have no idea what you've done for me and my family and here's a pen holder for you (laughs) a glorified pen holder for you hell yeah and your girl got it back like three months later saying sorry because of 9-11 we aren't accepting packages oh that's totally fair so did he get your letter or was that in the package no so I still have it okay so if Alan Alda, yeah, if you're listening, to <laughs> um, he, of course he is. Of course so he's listening. Have you guys? Okay, so I know I'm. I don't want to commandeer or take over the podcast, but, but do no, you know oh, how? No, 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 so, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you are here to talk about Mash, Megan. <laughs> so Alan Alda, have you heard about how Alan and Arlene Alda got together? Have you ever heard this story? No. I want to say that you told me about this, but I, know, I have a, I have short term memory loss. Hit me. This <laughs> is the best story I've ever heard in my entire life, and we could all be so lucky. So Alan and Arlene Alda, who live in Jersey, have been together for ages. I mean. Over yeah. 45, I want to say, years. Hell yeah. They are in the long haul. Um, they have four beautiful daughters and a few grandchildren. Um, but so Alan and Arlene met at a dinner party where a cake was put on top of the icebox. And on in that era, the icebox shook, right? Uh-huh. And the cake fell off of the refrigerator icebox onto the floor and the hostess was mortified yeah and arlene started eating cake off of the floor saying it's all good it's oh all good, good. that's my girl and, <laughs> and alan started eating off the floor with arlene and then they were they've been together ever since we should be so lucky man Holy i know shit that's God the most romantic it. thing Disney that I've heard in a while. I only Disney have him. Even. I only have his his um his signature on my arm. That's as close as I'll ever get. Yeah. Aww. Oh my gosh. So you, while we're talking about all that stuff, you can you tell us about the trip that you took? Yeah. Um, yeah. To wherever they filmed. Yeah. They filmed Mash. Was it all yeah. of Mash, or was it just the outside parts? So just the outside parts. Okay. They filmed at a studio on Fox Lot Nine, I believe. Um, but I love this information. I'm not even joking. I love that. Like the more technical you can get, hit me. <laughs> <laughs> but the ranch was um, 
they shot all of their outdoor scenes. So the beginning of the beginning of the episode, you when you hear you know the the opening theme song and radar look. Yes, <laughs> just a little segment. <laughs> you know what gets me in that theme? It's the. <laughs> the yeah, big finish. I'm like, yes. <laughs> the big finish. I just want everybody to know that these two were dancing while I was doing that. That was yeah. the most entertaining. I'm sorry. This is a serious and heartfelt thing. I know. Thing. I'm, I'm like, so sorry. Okay. No. Megan, please continue. Please continue. I was trying to like so, just go over so what you were saying. <laughs> sorry. I'll, I'll, we'll edit it in later. We'll edit it in. After we wash the show. Nope. And have some um, pop. Oh my God. I will kill you when you stand. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm fucking Canadian. <laughs> oh, I just took a drink. What was the question, Bob? <laughs> uh, so Lot it was nine. filmed on Lot, Lot nine. 9 at Fox Studios, oh, but yes. the outside, okay. lo- the outside so, other filming locations was. Tell us about your trip. <laughs> yes, that one. That one. So the inside scenes were shot at um, Stage 9 on the Fox lot, and then the outdoor scenes were shot at the ranch in Malibu Creek State Park. So it was a park that you had to, like, walk into. And So the opening scene where, you know, radars looking over the horizon and the choppers are coming in, that's all still there. Um, so kind of pedaling back a little bit, I am friends with Ryan Patrick who hosts with Jeff Maxwell who played Igor Straminsky um he hosts a podcast called Mash Matters Mm -hmm. and they decided to put on a an homage to Mash I guess um at Malibu Creek State Park just something really small but beautiful like a little love letter I mean Malibu Creek State Park is still a state park somewhere where anyone can go to at any point in 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 time Mm -hmm. it's not just oh this is the Mash site no this is where people hike and and get exercise and and do the thing yeah it was like a filming location in the strictest sense exactly 100% and so they decided that you know, Jeff and Ryan were going to be there and give, you know, the photo ops and we were going to have a small breakfast, (laughs) but most of the money was going to go to help support Malibu Creek State Park. Oh, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So all the people who are spending all of their time trying to make Malibu Creek State Park as beautiful as it was back then. Mm-hmm. There have been a couple of fires since then. I don't know if you know that, but so in the Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. It's a 40-year-old show. Get on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking say it. If you mind spoilers from MASH, what is wrong with you? There, um, so there was awesome. a fire that came through and devastated the set. During filming. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. No. (laughs) This is why we have a podcast. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry I went like this when you guys did that. She grabbed herself. It was a a lot. My thinking boobs. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Fire came through, destroyed the set. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Not line nine. Malibu State Park. Malibu. Um, so a fire came through and destroyed the set and they rebuilt it and tried to make everything look the way it did. Um, just hard as fuck to do. Yeah. 100%. So going into 
I guess I want to backpedal, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I had decided that I was going to go to Malibu Creek State Park before this breakfast was a thing. Mm-hmm. I had already purchased my plane tickets. My hotel room was already set. I was already ready to go. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this has been on your bucket list for a while, regardless, right? 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember you mentioning something to me offhandedly probably three years ago. Yeah. (laughs) So I wanted to be there regardless. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know that this was going to happen. And then I found out that Jeff and Ryan were going to do a little get together with all these people and sell tickets to it. So of course I'm like Johnny on the spot wanting to make sure I get these tickets, yada, yada, yada. Um, And yeah, we, we go and um, I got premier access because of the people yeah. that I've known, which I feel really, really grateful for. Yeah. I didn't have to, I didn't have to climb two miles in. I, <laughs> I did like a half a mile of hiking. It's fine. Uh, Cause it is still, That's no joke, it's man. still a, it's still a state park. Yeah. And I just being able to walk the same walk that Alan and Loretta and Jamie and Bill Christopher, um, McLean Stevenson. And it just like, it, uh, it was one of the most surreal experiences of my life. Sure. It brought so many things to life for me because Absolutely. it was one of those things where had it not been for MASH, I truly believe that personally me as Megan would not have gone as far or as well my life, right? Sure. Would have gone, right? Yeah. I, I probably would have not been a great person. Um, so to be able to experience that and touch the dirt and the foliage and the actual, you know, there's a Jeep that's out there and you can go to the helipad where the wounded came on and, and you got to just experience this, these places with, with, with people who also love the show Mm -hmm. was, it was sacred. Surreal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I use sacred in the very realist sense of the word, kind of hopping onto that. This that's a perfect what you're saying is a perfect example and why I tend to get um kind of defensive about people being like, Oh, fans of a show just only like don't yeah, like really fandoms. devote their life of whatever, whatever. Yeah, 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 sure, that's a lot of it, especially now that like fandom is being sold as a commodity, which is a whole different rant. But like to go back to what you were saying, it can there is something pure and wholesome. So, yeah, it's pure, it's wholesome. If it means something to you and you are having that reaction to it and you were finding some sort of peace or finality or just some like i said before like some sacred experience it doesn't matter if it's a tv show or anything when you went through that trail you were going through your own i don't want to put like words in your head so stop me if i'm wrong but it sounds like you were going through your own like journeys even from like you said like you have a lot of trauma and that kept you going and the fact that you were able to have a small part of a big show that made you feel like you matter and all yeah like i'm is, part of it right for sure fucking incredible well, and it's so cool because like i so i i sent a lot of pictures and 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 videos to my brother mm-hmm. um, who you watched the show with you were saying yeah earlier, yep right? and he and i are very close with that but to be able to meet jeff maxwell to be able to 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 
look at him and say, thank you so much for all you've done for me and my family. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, and to him, he says this on his podcast all the time. It was just a job to him, right? Because back of in the course, right? You're an actor. All right, right. cool. Get on the sitcom. <laughs> no, but seriously though, yeah. like it was his job. He just came to work every day. Yeah. He did his scenes. He made people laugh. Wow. And then uh, funny line. And then he and then he went home and got dinner. a paycheck, right? Yeah. Um, and for us, it's so much different. Mm -hmm. it, there's so much more meaning and so much more thought into it. And to be able to hug Jeff and there's a picture of him and I with my uh, tattoo that I have because um, his name is on the signpost. It's so. also, hold on, it's not just a tattoo, folks. It's a whole fucking sleeve and it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it is incredible. Awesome. It's yeah. one of, it, I think it's one of my favorite tattoos <laughs> I've ever seen, the whole sleeve. So I've got, um, if people have seen MASH, there's the signpost and usually in the signpost you see where these people are from. So. I saw the signpost so. and I was like, it's Megan's tattoo! And the pilot, I was like, I know that. <laughs> so, you see, so you see like soul and and Boston and San Francisco and you see Honolulu, you see all these places. So instead of the places, I have the people and one of the people is Private Igor. And uh, he got to see that in real life and he just said, oh my God, I made it. And it was just a super oh, cool. Oh, boy. No. It was just so cool. I got to meet um, Charles Dubin's daughter who is incredible Charles Dubin had directed a lot of MASH episodes he was also mm -hmm. a philanthropist and did a lot of work humanitarian work nice. um, he was on a lot of picket lines and did Ooh. a lot of work through there um, and then I got to meet we were Eileen's. the conscious king yeah <laughs> we love we, to hear it don't cross the picket lines people don't do it we got to meet I got to meet Eileen Saki, who played Rosie. Mm -hmm. If you've ever seen any episode where um, where we, you're in Rosie's bar, you've probably seen her. And she is just a little spitfire and just beautiful. The She's day, a gorgeous woman. Like, the, from your Facebook pictures I've seen? Holy crap. The day <laughs> that I went, so the day that I went for this MASH Matters, MASH extravaganza, <laughs> um, I wore a mash shirt that said Rosie's bar established and then gave a little bit of statistics. And then I saw her not realizing that she was going to be there. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. Was a surprise. Yeah. I Hell didn't yeah. Know. Um, but she talked to me for like 20 minutes and we got to just chat and she gave me a ton of hugs and we took a ton of pictures. So to be able to meet people from the show that changed not changed my life, but no, I think it changed your life. <laughs> trajectorized yeah, tra my life. <laughs> it, it, it definitely influ influenced it, you enough is. to put you That's on the right the path. Way. There we go. No, I just I just want to say, if I may, if I may interject. How dare if you this, say something on your own podcast? Well, <laughs> you know, um, if this were an episode uh, of like the O O feeling where we were coming up with a title, I would absolutely call it trajectorized. I'm <laughs> just saying. However, obviously, it's being called Mash. But how fucking cool! How fucking cool! Good for you. I am yeah, so I'm glad so that you got that opportunity. Just hearing yeah. about that experience. What was something that happened? Um, cause you talked about the Rosie thing. That sounds like something that was like unexpected that happened. That was really neat. Yeah. Was there anything else that happened that you just, that just 
took you by surprise that you were not expecting. Yeah, I mean, like it sounds like it was already a very like out of body in a good way experience. Yeah. But was there anything that just kind of made you holy shit? <laughs> so the thing that I want to talk about, I think, is mm-hmm. so my friend Kelsey. So Kelsey and I met on a Zoom call that we shared with Alan Alda. So I got to meet Alan Alda over Zoom um, because I was a Patreon member of his podcast, Clear and Vivid. He's got his own podcast? Yeah, so Alan Alda has his own podcast called Clear and Vivid where he brings in these amazingly intellectual minds that makes you think. Sometimes he has actors on. Oh, it's not about MASH? No, so it's about okay. it's about communicating. Okay. Um, Alan's big mission after MASH was to bring science and acting together so that scientists could explain things that were going on in those fields in a way that the normal layman person could take in. Oh, perfect. Oh, oh I yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so, my speed, baby. Yeah, uh-huh. so, you, so there was one... <laughs> Dumb it down. So, yeah. Well, but seriously, though, there was one about empathy and anti-empathy. This man, I can't remember his name, but he had wrote a book that basically said, I'm, empa- I'm anti-empathetic. Well, what does that mean, being anti-empathetic? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can't take your world with you when you're a doctor. If you talk to oh. somebody who's like, oh, my God, you've got this going on. I'm, I'm oh. so sad for you, blah, blah, blah. No, you have to be. The ability to shut it off. Exactly. Sorry, I'm interrupting a lot. Yeah, um. no, no, no. You're <laughs> totally fine. So, But I would really suggest looking into Alan's podcast because he brings on actors and he brings on scientists. And you can learn about the. Interesting. The space and neuroscience and Ooh. it just he's he's got yo-yo ma he had on oh shit he's he did a couple of mash episodes which were really fun so he did one with the mash gang and then one with loretta and mike farrell <laughs> um but he he really does have a, a beautiful podcast that i cool. listen to just not just because I love Alan Alda, but because he's got it's a lot to say. genuinely interesting. Yeah. It's always nice when the actors you admire are also, like, kind of cool people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah. you know, Alan is just everything. Mm-hmm. The I, amount of, like, <laughs> shit stuff that I have sifted through for actors or actresses I really like is astronomical. Yeah. Just because they're like, oh, yeah, it's a paycheck. But, like, it's always so refreshing to hear, like, oh, an actor I really admire has a podcast and it's not fucking cringe, for lack yeah, of a better dude. word. So being <laughs> part of this podcast if you donate at the highest level because mm-hmm. all of the proceeds go to Stony Brook University for communicating science oh, yes so if you that's my major. so if communications oh, that's right. really mm-hmm. hey. that's right that's right I was gonna be a journalist <laughs> anyway so if, if you are a podcast listener and you donate at the highest level one of the perks that couple of the perks that you get um Alan will record your voicemail so i have that um but you can also monthly video chat with him cool um so i video chatted with him and i met this woman named kelsey and kelsey lives in southern california culver city you know malibu kind of area and when i decided to come out to hang out with whomever it was at the 50th anniversary of mash because at this point mash matters hadn't done anything for um you were just flow no being I like just let me see the wanted thing. to come to the ranch yeah and she was like come out we'll have martinis we'll hang out like because we had met through the podcast so i had indicated that you know um 
one of the struggles that I went through was that not only was my dad, you know, an alcoholic and was not always a good parent, but my mom had committed suicide a few years ago and she had known about that and, um, was very communicative with me on like, Hey, I appreciate you sharing that with us. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Please let me know if there's anything I can do for you or, or being a friend. Yeah. She was being an awesome friend, but she had never met me and we are thousands of miles away. That's fandom, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe talking about that. And there's a girl I stay with in Chicago every time I'm there because we've just bonded. So when I went out, um, the 16th, cause the anniversary was the 17th. Mm. When I went out on the 16th, like she was wearing a mash getup and she had a little Megan sign, but instead of Megan, it was the M E G A N with the mash kind of logo. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, She's in yeah. Amazon Primes. She's an extra in Amazon Primes, um, a league of their own. I theory. will literally I'm I was gonna watch yeah. that show anyway. Tell me what episode she's all she's all, all about watching twice. All of them? <laughs> she's got uh, extra parts in a lot of the episodes, yeah. Fuck yeah. Get yeah, after yeah, it, she's Kelsey. Perfect. Come on, Kelsey, let's go, girl. Um and she <laughs> wears a vintage uniform. <gasps> Ooh, like Rockford Peaches? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but used no, to work at the museum that has a lot of their shit. So nice. that was the big surprise for me was the fact that I got to connect with this person who I never met in real life. Sure. And then I went to California mm-hmm. and she just welcomed me with open Opened arms yeah. and we got to experience this together. And How cool. It, literally the best. I, <laughs> um, think, I think I saw some photos where you guys were like, she had brought martinis, yeah. right? So like like out to the park, going. right? So Kelsey, any, you fucking rule, dude. If, any, <laughs> if anyone legal is listening, we did not do that, but okay. we may or may not have brought and cheers to martinis <laughs> on the Halibad. We, on the 50th not anniversary, do the thing we don't the swill thing. gin, but we we. Who, will, who yeah. in the fuck is listening to this podcast? It's, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. No, we did. Matters. We, statute of limitations. We literally. <laughs> yeah, bitch. It was the best. So we had martinis cool. and we got to to toast them on the helipad and. How cool! It was. I think you have to. It's not a twist off, my love. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to be so subtle about it. That is a twist off. No. It is. Look is at, it? No. Yeah, we get, Megan, off. please finish. I'm so sorry. Please finish. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm dying. I know what I'm I brought. I'm not dying. I know what I brought. <laughs> um, no, but it was so cool to be able to like, so I brought my 1970s radar teddy bear because it was, oh, you know. So um, Gary Berghoff. Uh, who lives, I think, in Southern Florida. Uh, maybe not anymore after... Is he the one that plays that's... Radar? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he Sorry. had this, <laughs> this teddy bear that they sold in the 70s and 80s where um, if you bought it, part of the proceeds went to wounded veterans. Ooh. Awesome. Yeah. They do... Like, it seems like anything surrounding this show just seems to go to good purposes mm-hmm. like like any connection like it's not just like oh it goes back to the actors or the well, actresses it's like loretta, no like it goes to loretta donations. swit has the swit heart foundation that supports animals um so she sells this beautiful watercolor painted book um and then she has a perfume uh mm. gary berghoff has his own book as well because he's an artist 
a philanthropist as well. Mike Farrell has a book. Alan Mm. Alda has books. Damn. Yeah, they all, you know, Igor has a cookbook. Mm. Um, Yeah, they all have connection to some sort of charity awesome. which is great hell yeah it is it's reassuring yeah yeah that's the other thing it's like and again like not to get on a whole rant about parasocial this but it's it's that's nice right. when the celebrities that you like and admire are doing cool shit oh yeah um no yeah so not editing any of that at all. I'm not <laughs> no, you it. have to. I yeah. absolutely am not. No way. Um, no, to, to, to go, to go back to what I was, uh, what we were saying, what we were talking about, um, I think that's kind of like the thesis for lack of a better word about this, uh, podcast is that fandom is so much more than just the show you're watching. It's yeah. people like Kelsey, it's people like the, um, oh my God, I'm winded from grabbing that one. <laughs> um, it's people um it's it's actors doing like cool things it's it's little uh stuff like that um i do have like straight up a mash related question yeah so i've only seen five episodes is radar psychic radar yes sir i guess i better call major burns and tell him to put another day shift in the night shift i'll put in a call into general hammond and saul i hope he sends us those two new surgeons we're sure gonna need them what was that, sir? I give everything to Radar. <laughs> Do they ever address the fact that he knows everything? Which is like, I think it's one of my, like, it, it happened in the pilot and like immediately I was like, this is going to be my favorite bit. I hope it happens again. Where like, um, what's his name with the fishing hat? I'm so sorry. Oh, Henry. Henry, right. Henry Blake. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Like, Ooh. We, have, we, we have to get into that face. No, we. you haven't seen it yet. And okay. you know, um, it's an interesting take on it because, again... Spoil- it's a silly take. I don't well, actually but, mean no, no, it. No, but- no, it is true, though. Like, that's a thing. So, spoiler alert. Radar being psychic is a thorough, fair through line it is a through bit. the entire series. Hell yeah, because that dude's my man so far. I've only seen five <laughs> episodes, but I'm like, you're cool. Radar's, but, radar's but, the shit. But yeah. here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Henry Blake dies. <gasps> the actor or the dude? Henry the Blake, the character. Okay, oh my God. <laughs> dies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, For but, a 40-year-old but, show, get over it. But one of the interesting pieces of MASH during Albicenia Henry is that Henry Blake gets to go home and he makes plans to go home. And he talks to his wife and says, we're going to just show up at the country club and nobody's going to know I'm home and we're going to dance and we're going to be happy. Our babies aren't going to know that I'm coming home. All the stuff. And then stop that. And then Radar comes in during one of the OR scenes and says, Henry Blake's plane was shot down over the Sea of Japan and there were no survivors. What? And the only people who knew that that was going to happen were Radar, Gary Burkhoff, and the directors. 
Oh, holy shit. So they kill Henry Blake off because McLean Stevenson wanted to go on to greener pastures. Uh-huh. And they couldn't do that and just say, oh, he's just going to be at Stayside. Like, you got transferred. You, you like. needed to make it real. Mm-hmm. And, one of the, and one of the episodes that I wanted you guys to watch was Sometimes You Hear the Bullet, where, you know, Hawkeye's friend comes to see him everything's no, fine. No, that was on your list. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So Hawkeye comes, or Hawkeye's friend comes to see him, and then he goes out to battle, and all of a sudden he comes back, and he's really sick and wounded, and he dies on the table. Mm-hmm. And Henry Blake says there are two rules at doctor school, basically, at command school, is that rule number one is some men die, And rule number two is doctors can't change rule number one. That's sometimes you hear the bullet. Mm. It's just sometimes. And and the thing about MASH that was so nice and so wonderful is that it didn't leave reality out of the fantasy. Sure. No. Right? Because because it was a war or a police action or whatever you wanted to call it. It really happened. And, you know, uh, the Korean War lasted, I think, three years and... Mash lasted eleven seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Yeah, my grandfather was in the Korean War. Was he? Yeah, he. He never mind. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you stories, but Fair essentially, um, he didn't talk about it at all until oh, he was I'd, ready to go. Loretta Swit was. Yeah. Loretta Swit did a, a documentary about the thirty eighth parallel, which is the the point where uh, North and South met and she literally got to sit on that border and talked to the men and women who who served it yeah i mean it was an overarching yeah show. <laughs> the thing the thing that i really liked and and again I, despite only seeing a handful of episodes the thing that i really enjoyed about all of them was that like even the pilot um, like the very first episode where we were talking about earlier, which I would love to pick your brain about earlier versus later seasons. Um, but there's like this thoroughfare of like, Haha, ooh, comedy, look at all of these shapes. Yeah. But it also does still hit pretty hard when it gets serious. It fucking does. Like, and I it, think that's a real good testament it does to not, those writers. It does like, not pull, pull any punches. punches. Yeah. It does not. It fucking, like, w- like th- it has fantastic comedy and slapstick fucking hoo yeah, this is good, like, wholesome, like, dirty derp, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. just like, by the way, that guy that uh, you were having fun with, well, he died. He's fucking dead, bro. Well, like, what it, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, and, and that's been something that has been talked about a lot that um it's it just it happens right Mm -hmm. you're you don't get the luxury of having these characters and relationships without having Mm -hmm. the sadness and despair yeah i remember watching it being like how the fuck could they make the korean war funny and they made it funny. And then halfway through the episode, I was like, "Oh, this is not how the funny. fuck can they keep this funny and put the realities in? And they're like, here's the realities. And you're like, oh, shit. Wow. Holy crap. That was well done. Because so, I know what's going to happen or I expect what's going to happen. And it's still kind of a bit of a punch to the gut. So fun fact about MASH, the series, mm-hmm. is that a lot of the stories came from doctors and nurses that, who actually served in the Korean War. No Ooh. shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they they took um, 
you know, there was a lot of racism or sexism or ableism or whatever, but they took these stories of these surgeons and nurses and embellished them, of course, but the heart of it, there were a lot of stories that were true Mm -hmm. that you saw in these, in these episodes. God damn. Mm -hmm. Okay. So good. What would you say though? Um, out of the entire series is probably an episode that is either your favorite or that sticks with you or both. Like what, like what is your favorite? Ooh, Johnny what, is on the spot. <laughs> what is an episode that sticks with you? Um, okay. it's okay if you change your answer. I, if, if you're anything like me, I, I, my yeah, answer yeah. changes rapidly depending oh, yeah. on my mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because of like, that's exactly like depending on your mood, like you're all like, Oh, this is my favorite. And but no, 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 no. Um, so death takes a holiday is my favorite episode. It's a good episode. Yeah. So death takes a holiday is my favorite episode. And if I can allow myself a little bit of spoilerism, uh, basically it's about, years. yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so death takes a holiday is about a soldier who comes in deeply, deeply wounded on December 25th. And BJ and Hawkeye and Margaret just do their best to save this man because they don't want the family to remember Christmas as the day that their daddy died, quote, right? And he ends up dying at 11.35 p.m. on December 25th. And um, collectively... Hawkeye, BJ, Margaret, and Father Mulcahy decide that that man died on December 26th mm. at 12.05 a.m. That's right. I it's remember a very that powerful moment. Because, yeah. they, because they changed the records. And yeah. that's what Margaret says. That's the first time that I've ever falsified a record. Um, I love that episode. I love... Um, a war for all seasons, Adam's ribs, but death takes a holiday has always been something that I have identified with because my birthday is December 26th. Okay. So I always yeah, felt like birthdays. I would never, but I would never <laughs> want to be thought of as gosh, that sucks that you died on that day. Right, so, right, right. um, part of my sleeve is an homage to death takes a holiday. So Margaret had Holly on her sweater mm-hmm. and I have this, the Holly on my arm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So good. Oh, and that, yeah. I know I just said it before, but like, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. So it's good. sick as hell. <laughs> Um, conversely, hopping on Mike's question, are, were there any episodes now from, from what you're saying, it sounds like you love all of the mesh episodes, but are okay. Never mind. Cool. Then that's a okay. great next question. What's, what's one? What's one that you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Fuck this episode. <laughs> and also, uh, I would love your hot take on first episodes versus later episodes. I, like, okay. So my hot take on my least favorite episode, yeah. give, us a, give us the discourse. I literally hate <laughs> five o'clock Charlie. <laughs> it's the worst episode Why? ever. Oh, it just sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> We've all I mean, been I know, like. I know that there are people who will claim dreams as the worst episode. And if you haven't seen mash, you need to watch dreams and it's a later episode. But 
no. <laughs> um, five o'clock, Charlie is, is is a horrific episode. What bothered you about it? It's just so dumb. I mean, it's just about <laughs> it's just about this poor little Korean guy in this plane trying to drop a bomb on Mash four hundred seven seven, and it doesn't make any sense at all. And a lot of people like it, and I mm. feel like that's why it's polarizing because everybody mm. likes it, but I just do not like it at all. That's fair. That's completely fair. Yeah. No. 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 Um, <laughs> not at all. Speaking. Sorry, go ahead. One of my favorite episodes that I watched, and I am pretty sure I texted you, like, that was about the time that I was like, do you remember this? Probably. I messaged you. <laughs> I messaged you about it, and I'm like, I don't know who this character is, because you, like, all of a sudden spouted all this, the, all these facts. It? it was It was the episode where um, Hawkeye and BJ get... They like such lost, a, like they're they're on a run. They were they were doing a, a run doing to a somewhere, and yeah. like their jeep crashed or something. And they were like lost, and all of a sudden they get they run into like just this solo Korean dude. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then he becomes like the poster child of the 407. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, and then, what? And then like he that wasn't he, on your list. Oh, it was <laughs> such a good like to me. Well, that was again that because they're terrified. They're like, huh, and he's like, yeah. And then he throws huh. his arms up. So they're all three of them are standing there with yeah. their arms up just like we don't know what to do <laughs> I know and then like just that that part where he he they're all walking together and then yeah. they run into a whole nother group of Koreans yep. and then and he, then, he yeah he's like rah, rah, rah. and then <laughs> he's barking orders and they're and like there's Hawkeye and I'm assuming like, they don't understand each other yeah they're, no, no idea no I'm idea already. no idea <laughs> so like there's Hawkeye and BJ just like no idea because here they're guy that like seems friendly enough is talking to the other South Korean yeah. guy or it was a South I'm sorry just Korean 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 uh, go no correct me correct me okay well so so the Korean War was between the South and the North Koreans yes so the South North. Koreans were our allies and the North Koreans okay. were the bad guys. Thank you, thank you. So technically, North. But not all of the. So there's an episode that, not to cut you off, but there's nope, an episode fine. that talk about that talks about that. Okay. Where there are two brothers and the parents split them up. Like oh. you are gonna go to the south, you're gonna go to the north, and whoever wins gets to survive, have a good life, whatever, whatever. That's fucked up. No, it is totally fucked up. A real Sophie's choice. Wait, Sophie's choice? Never mind. Uh -huh. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, uh, no, thank you. I need to be corrected. Um, but yeah, so he's talking to uh, the other North Koreans. <laughs> and, you know, he convinces them. Cause it, but from what it looks like, they want to take the prisoners, Hawkeye and BJ, away. Yeah. And then he convinces them, no, like, it, they're mine. Like, I got yeah. this. Don't worry yeah. about it. So then he's sitting there with a gun, acting all aggressive. And then as soon as they're out of sight, he's all like, I could give hey. you a great big hug. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he, dropped, like, he just kind of, like, puts his gun I down. Know. He's all like, hey. It's <laughs> cool. It's cool. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. you're my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's so good. It was, oh, my God. It was such a great episode because, like, just seeing that, like, as soon as, you know, there's the North Korean. He's just watching, like holding, holding the two at gunpoint, watching the other like patrol. As soon as they're outside, he's like, "Hey!" The <laughs> physical comedy in this it show was, was so incredible. Good. Yeah, it was so good. So that that was an episode mm -hmm. from the mm -hmm. few that I've seen that really stuck with me. Yeah. And then you spotted off all types of info facts on that character and how he was a reoccurring character. He is a reoccurring character. It was yep. so good. It was so good. 
But what, what about you, Kat? What, what was an episode that you've seen so far that you really enjoyed? Oh, 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 no. oh hand oh, raised. Okay, oh, hand raised. Go, what's up? Go, What's go, up? Megan. No. Yeah, we're gonna. I also have to take a potty. Break. All right, we're gonna take a potty break. Usually a day or two attraction. Now wait a minute, Frank. I'm the doctor here. I thought I was the doctor here. Actually, we're all doctors here. Even the patient's a doctor here. You're here. Will you clowns act like professionals? That man is hurt. He's probably in shock. He'll be in divorce court if you don't erase the tracks from your tent. In the anus. <laughs> oh, Lord, not on this podcast. Lord. Mm-hmm. I hope we're recording. We are. Great. Hey, we Megan, are. tell us about your hot takes. <laughs> 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 but, like, no, 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 no. In, in, in all serious, I am. We were in the car and we mentioned it uh, very, very briefly when we had our little chit chat about how excited we were. Um, you mentioned that there is, like, a lot of people like the earlier seasons versus the, the later, later seasons. Season. Yeah. You, can you tell us, like, I mean, A, what your preference is, and B, like, why exactly do you think that, like, quote-unquote divide is? Sure. Um, so the earlier episodes were super light and fun and didn't deal with a lot. I feel like there were some episodes, sure, that dealt with a little bit of issues. Sure. Or I mean, it's hard not to when you're talking topics, about the Korean War. But, yeah. um, but I feel like all of those episodes were very shallow, mm-hmm. which okay. is why a lot of these characters decided to leave the show interesting um so yeah that explains why radar was in in the last couple of bits no 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 so the reason why radar wasn't in in the last couple of bits is because he wanted to have a family oh and and radar had been so gary berghoff had been a part of mash since the beginning he was in the movie with donald sunner wait stop Hard break. Hard po- Yeah. There's a movie? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? my God. Hold on. Friends. I do want to hear your hot t- takes, but, like, there's a yeah. movie? <laughs> so, so oh, Mash. Shit. Oh, so shit. Mash, so, Mash was a movie with Donald Sutherland. Canadian. And, yeah. It, um, <laughs> then why don't Sorry. you know about this, my friend? Because I don't know Donald Sutherland's filmography. He was in Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, and I went, mm. So, and we're done here. So MASH was a, a movie um, with Donald Sutherland. Donald? Was it Donald Sutherland? Yeah. Um, He's old enough. It scans. And um, Gary Berghoff played Radar in um, MASH the movie. Mm. And then he translated from MASH the movie to MASH the TV series and carried on his character. Um, so he got tired. He That's just, fair. He wanted to live. I mean, he was uh, Charlie Brown in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. He was a prolific actor, super, super talented stage actor. Um, and then he decided that he didn't want to be part of it because he wanted to create a family. Yeah, sure. that's fair. So he did that, and he left MASH. 
Um, um, so that's not why he left the later seasons. So the earlier seasons, I think, were to grab the audience's attention, to make them laugh and have haha, good time, funny funnies. <laughs> and then the later years, I think, were the ones where they could experiment more and have a little bit more... Mm-hmm. Um, space to create because there were a couple of episodes where mash fans did not like i mean dreams is a controversial um episode that people bring up all the time and alan references that episode as one where they got to play around and try and the audiences had an understanding with them that hey you trust us enough to do something maybe a little off the cuff but we're going to do it anyway. And if you don't like it, cool. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to the same antics next week. And they were afforded. They were afforded that opportunity because they had built such an amazing, you know, rapport with the audience mm-hmm. up until then. Their That's audience true. trusted them enough to take risks and risks. they had, yep. you know, they didn't cool. necessarily have to worry about, mm-hmm. like we mentioned again, like the Nielsen writings or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, How cool. That How is cool. really cool. Like it, mm-hmm. it sucks when it falls flat, but it's always cool when episodes like that get on air for lack of a better word yeah. that it's like cool like you're a quote unquote big enough show with your audience it's not necessarily with the networks it's almost always with the audience mm-hmm. when you start doing like experimental shit like that yeah mm-hmm. um so you prefer the the earlier earlier or my personal episodes? preference and is, this is personal don't send her hate mail she's cool <laughs> my personal <laughs> preference is the later seasons mm-hmm. i prefer the charles emerson winchester episodes the bj honeycutt episodes um you know i prefer those towards the earlier ones i respect and love the earlier ones and i know them and i and i can recite them verbatim but when it comes to my personal preference i think that the later episodes and that's that's another thing and that's one of the bad things about fandom where it's like you can like the shit that the rest of fandom doesn't like it's cool yeah well holy moly 11 years my god (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's a lot of time that's a lot lot like 26 episodes per season That's they cranked of, out content yeah. and yeah. that I, correct me if i'm i may i genuinely may be wrong but i believe that there wasn't a like summer winter break that a lot of 26 shows did 26 episode sh- shows did in like the early 2000s correct it was just on all the time i think it was just on all the time yeah. to be honest i don't i don't honestly know and that's fine i could just be wildly off the mark so like don't call me on that yeah exactly they put a shit ton of work in a f- incredibly long-running show and the fact that it's resonated with so many people and again it's getting a bit of a revival or it has gone a bit of a revival with the Gen Zers and whatnot, <laughs> and us. It's kind of neat that, that that there is a show that's been on since the 70s, is it? Mm-hmm. That has still not only kept on trucking, but stayed relevant, too. It it's has. It's insane. Yeah. It's so unique. Well, there are so many issues that get brought up, right? Like, there's an episode where there's um, a, a gay character who... Uh, is trying to figure out his way and Hawkeye helps him. There's um, 
racism that gets brought up and young men dying and it just it there are so many themes that happen within the the series that aren't necessarily relevant to war itself um, that get brought up that's just addressed in such a beautiful way mm-hmm. what a bunch of snowflakes <laughs> sorry i could like, god <laughs> i love them though there's there's my hot take sorry oh, there's, there's sorry. your hot take sorry it's it's how dare these people write good television a, is your hot take that was my <laughs> that was that strong martina coming out that's all right um that's... so what is some of what is some of the adv- quote-unquote advice that mash has kind of given you that you sort of live by is there a particular Ooh. quote is there a particular moment you think of is it just an amalgamation there's no wrong answer yeah there's literally no wrong answer and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to i'm just so curious. the best advice that i ever got there are a few there are a few mm-hmm. um there are a few pieces of advice from mash that i've gotten and one of them is ginger ale is just champagne that knows some no the champagne is just ginger ale that knows someone. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's real. That's, that's real. Fuck? So, so, <laughs> so champagne is just ginger ale that knows somebody. Okay. Uh, so, uh, that's real. The other one is um, take my advice, pull your pants down and slide on the ice. Oh my that's God. That's another one. Um, what the shit. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I think that MASH has taught me to share my vulnerability with people and to be honest and upfront, to not, you know, you you play a character every single day of your life because that's just who we are as a people, mm-hmm. but you are allowed to let your guard down and you're allowed to tell people who you are. And I think MASH has shown me that if you show yourself to people, it's their responsibility to react. It's not your responsibility to Ooh. mute yourself. Ooh, that's good. There that's it is. really good. That's advice I need. There like, it is. <laughs> that's a really good one. Holy shit. I like yeah. that. For sure. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. God damn it, Bubba. I got, I got the We burps. had a moment. You had a moment, and I burped, and I That's fucked right. it all up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fix it in post. Fix it in post. You <laughs> vulnerable. I'm sorry. Um, I do have to. This is this is such a trivial thing. Um, favorite character, least favorite character, and then also something you would change in the Ooh. show if you could. Ooh. Again, no wrong answer. This is purely subjective. People don't send anyone hate mail. <laughs> this is subjective. Um, subjective. Cause like I watched the first like I watched the five episodes and I was like Radar's my boy I love that yeah. dude that guy you can't you he's can't. got a fucking teddy bear he's like what are we doing phony Chicago he's like, like the yeah. he's like the guy that's he's the glue that holds it all together he's just so a little guy. so there's an episode before the finale goodbye farewell and amen mm-hmm. so goodbye farewell goodbye farewell and amen was shot. This is the two-hour one, correct? Um, yeah. So okay. it's the the made-for-TV movie. So it was shot before the actual finale finale that they had shot. So Ooh. Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen was shot, and then they shot another one um, for TV, right? So um, 
the the episode that comes before goodbye farewell and amen was the actual last scenes that were shot mm-hmm. and it was about them i think it was called time capsule where they put together this time capsule that they were going to bury yeah and um you know they they had army boots and books that they had read and there was a chopper blade that they had put in or a chopper belt that they had put in and all this stuff. Um, so my, so you asked me what my favorite character was. Yep. And least favorite character. So my least, so my best and my least favorite character. Okay. So my, my favorite character from a standpoint of personal, personal how you feel today sort of thing yeah, like yeah, this yeah. she can shuffle i mean i'll i mean i honestly and this is so funny because people ask me this all the time and i feel weird answering it but um alan alda hawkeye will always be my favorite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he taught me a lot um but my favorite character who changed in the amount of time that he was at MASH was Charles Emerson Winchester III. Oh. He, oh, he's the one with the yeah, fudge yeah. in that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not the fudge, the like He candy. was, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he, so, that was such a good so, moment. So Hawkeye did a lot of learning mm-hmm. and he, he did a lot of growing, but mm-hmm. I think Charles Emerson Winchester III did more growth in the time that he was there than yeah. any of them did there was sure. a lot of character development yeah um, even in the couple episodes i saw my favorite part is when so he had given margaret houlihan a, a a sonnet book and he had asked for it back in the final episode and loretta swit margaret's character she said i'll give this back to you whatever whatever and Charles understood that he was kind of being a douche and ended up giving it back to her. But the backstory of that is that um, Charles's character was too stubborn, too close, too private. David Ogden Sires was just too private of a person to ever share any personal information with the rest of his castmates. Mm-hmm. And so this Sonnets of the Portuguese that Margaret Houlihan had borrowed from Charles Emerson Winchester, he gave back to Loretta Swit, David Ogden Sires, David Ogden Stires gave back to Loretta Swit with his David Ogden Stires personal phone number. Oh! <gasps> Oh my God! So good. So when you watch the final episode and David Ogden Stires as Charles Emerson Winchester, when you watch him give this book back to Margaret, he goes like this. Opens it up to show him. Oh, that's yeah. So 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 he shows Loretta Swit his personal phone number. Oh Oh my gosh! Because he's saying, "I'm sorry, I didn't." share this before but this is our this is me handing this off to you oh my god oh that's so good oh oh that's so sweet oh I have emotions I haven't seen the episode I don't wanna I do (laughs) come on this Um, is sweet and I don't and I do not have a worst 
You don't that's have a worst totally case. Fair. I, I don't. That's totally I really fair. don't. Yeah. They all, they, I mean, people will say, oh my God, Frank Burns was the worst character. And you know what? He served his time and he served, there was an episode where, um, Margaret gets engaged. I think it's called Margaret's Engagement. Oh, I've but, seen Tumblr posts Frank, about that. So Frank Burns um, was in the pilot when, you know, they drug him and he's put <laughs> in traction and yada yada. And they, you know, there are a lot of antics between Frank Burns and the rest of the characters. But um, but Frank Burns is married and has two kids and a mm-hmm. car and a house and all, all whatever. Yeah, yeah, the American dream. Right. But he... he he was deeply in love with Margaret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Margaret ended up realizing, hey, you know, I understand that we have this fling that's going on, but I need more because he's married and he's never going to leave his his wife. And that's okay. I just need to move on and mm-hmm. be my own person. And she ends up getting engaged to this other man. Um, and then... Frank is devastated because he finds out that this woman that he loves is now trying to get engaged to another man, even though he's married to another woman. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about pots and kettles. Well, but <laughs> so Radar, Radar being the, oh the man that he is, he calls Frank Sweet. Burns' mom, and Frank Burns gets to talk to his mom and says, Hey, mom. I have a friend who liked me like dad liked another person. So indicated to us. You get a bomb. So indicated to us that Frank Burns had a really separated and and fractured family. Mm -hmm. That, That Margaret, even though he loved her, he understood that she treated him like his mom was treated by his dad, mm-hmm. right? Do you think he was just like mimicking that sort of thing? Maybe. Kind of new. And then Radar comes in to the office and says, "Sometimes a guy needs his mom." Because oh, yeah, oh. yeah, <sighs> yeah. You know, is, <laughs> this is. This I'm, is a comedy. I don't, I don't like this anymore. This is a comedy. Like I, I know, I know, I know that this show. I know that this show is comedy, but it's also <laughs> a lot of like heartfelt, mm. like drama kind of, and, and it touches on a lot of notes. But like that line right there, yeah. I haven't seen that. That's too much, and that we is. can't go any further. We need to fucking stop right now because I swear to God, that is. Oh. It hits all the feels. And, but, like, it really is a testament to how great the writing is. It's so just, good! Just from that, like, one line that you're like, so <laughs> Yeah, Burt Metcalf Christ. and Charles oh. Dubin and, I mean, Beautiful. Harry Morgan got to, you know, do a couple of episodes. Alan Alda wrote a bunch of episodes. There are a lot of people who contributed to the success of the show, but I, yes. I do remember seeing that, that, that Alan Alda... Fucking Christ, excuse me. Alan Alda did have a good hand in, like, writing and producing, and and he seemed to have a lot of involvement within the show itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was incredible. So he had his wife Arlene and then four daughters, and he would travel between New Jersey and California. So he would be in California for, he would be in California for, like, nine months out of the year, and then the rest he would spend with his family. 
Ugh. in New Jersey. God yeah. bless his family. God damn. Yeah. God damn. I mean, Arlene hold it down. Damn. Girl, damn. you fucking rule. Yeah. Fucking rule. I mean, Arlene, Arlene Alda. I yeah. Keep it Arlene. <laughs> no, seriously, I could not even. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So here, here's a question then. For somebody like who's listening to this podcast who's never um, watched MASH, I mean, uh, do would you recommend that they just start from the beginning and yeah. go yes yeah it's yes. A, d- d- not that i'm a fucking expert but as somebody who has consumed a lot of media that pilot is a pretty solid pilot not that yeah. you have to watch the entire thing from tip to tail but i think i think that having that first beginning initial you know pilot episode is super important because it really sets you up for a lot of amazing okay episodes but yeah, it's I, a solid I, pilot. It's a really it's a solid pilot. Okay, okay. Yeah, That's, and it's it's rare that not only do you get a solid pilot that like puts you on the trajectory for what a show is going to be, just like about media in general. Um, it's rare that you put it that a pilot gets put on the trajectory that it needs to go a immediately be in a way that works that doesn't feel like it's just exposition fucking city which is my (laughs) least favorite thing about pilots but like also you immediately have characters established and it's like I know who you are I know who you are I know who you are I know how you are you're probably going to change and grow and that's fine but I immediately have this establishing connection within two or three lines which is so hard for a lot of pilots to do That's what mm-hmm. I found anyway. I don't know if yeah, I'm yeah. smelling no, my uh, own farts, uh, but that's what I found out. <laughs> no, you're on it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you can watch it from tip to tail, and I would encourage people to watch it from tip to tail, but if you decide to poke around, I mean, you absolutely can. Mm-hmm. So one thing, too, that I, I've noticed in, in knowing you, Megan, is that every Christmas... Every Christmas. Every Christmas. You like to watch one episode religiously. What episode is that, Megan? I don't know which episode is that. <laughs> don't ask me. You so, tell me. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Is that what we're talking about? Is that when the one I where you make yearly, a food? Yearly, yeah. You make a Korean food? Yeah. So do you know like, how to make Korean army stew? And uh, side note, can you make it for me? Because that shit looks bomb as fuck. <laughs> so, that shit looks bomb as fuck and I'm craving it. So, <laughs> so yes. So it's not every Christmas, but it oh, does okay. happen to Excuse fall me. that way. Okay, okay. So here's my tradition and take it or leave it. But I'm going to take it. So, <laughs> I'm going to take um, it too. Right now, I'm going to take it. So twice a year, if I start MASH, um, so I just started it a couple of weeks ago. Um, so if I ter- started it a couple of weeks ago, by May, I will come to the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, but Took twice. 11 seasons. 10 so seasons. S- 11. 11 seasons, yeah. yeah. So twice a year, I watch the entire series, not watch it, sit down and engage but i have it on in the background or okay. it, i fall asleep to it it's like there, I did when i was a it's kid a part but of it's, you. it's a part of me right yep. and so twice a year i make a traditional korean dinner mm-hmm. bulgogi there's oh, tons bulgogi. of like stews that i make yep mm. um but so I do that and then I sit down and I watch the finale and I invite my dad over because obviously he's you know the antithesis of or not the antithesis 
antithesis, but he's the uh, genesis of mm-hmm. the spark of, of why I do this. Uh, and I make a traditional Korean stew or dish. And last time I made this beautiful mushroom rice broth um, stew. Mm. Very it looks nice. so. It looks so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who like has you on Facebook. But Army Stew, Army Stew is interesting because it's delicious. It's it's basically we are gonna marry the American and the Korean, and you do like spam and American like a craft cheese single in there. Yeah. yeah. And it's not supposed to taste good, but it, I just oh, it tastes so good. <laughs> I I grew up in Chinatown. Um, Awesome. Yeah, like I grew grew up essentially in Chinatown. Sure. So like I've had sure, Korean sure. stew pretty, not regularly, but like semi-regularly. So like that's just childhood memories <laughs> for me. Like army Looking stew awesome. specifically is something that I'm like, I could have that again. But no, <laughs> last time I made dishes from Jeff Maxwell's book, Secrets from the Mash Mess. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. so I did like um, creamed weenies and... <laughs> um, Oh, I don't know. Just a lot. Like, um, he did like a, a breakfast sandwich with, mm. um, like an English muffin and a salmon. And I did, um, oh gosh, I feel like I can't remember, but there were a lot of things. I'm so hungry out of, now. Oh, um, <laughs> um, gas passer chili that was nice. which is so good actually uh, there's yeah. a lot of like I beer like in it and chili and mm, i like chili. so yum, good yum, 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 yum. but no it was it was so fun to be able to did i say creamed weenies he did creamed weenies mm, creamed weenies mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> i think <laughs> you did spam, but spam parmesan so what i did like fuck? so i did spam and then i, I made this beautiful tomato sauce and then parmesan and did spam parmesan instead Ooh. of like veal or chicken parmesan mm. it was perfect uh i had spam I love spam. Once. I fucking love spam. And it was it was actually uh it was some fucking uh damn it, where was it? I don't know. It was it was at, at a like it was a I don't want to say a fancier dish, but it was a dish that I was not expecting spam, spam to, to be, be on, in. Yeah. But uh, I had it. It was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was the only time that I've had spam. Right, but I'm like I, I just feel like the bar has been set way too high. Other because other than that, I've not had spam, so I'm like, well, shit. Fried spam is so good, man. I need to make you spam. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, li- from the last time, I'm, you know? I'm pretty sure that all of us have gotten together. <laughs> you made us this fucking incredible. Brisket. I was sick as hell, and I still fucking lost my mind. Over oh my it. god, you brisket. made us this brisket. <laughs> it was uh, with carrots and yeah. mashed potatoes, yeah. and it was. I still, I still to I, this I day. I think about those. I think about those potatoes. So good. I think about them, like, it was fucking yeah. amazing. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> so it was what I'm hearing is fucking everybody. Amazing watches the last episode of Mash with Megan Let's, and then oh Megan watches us. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. No, can we do a goodbye farewell and amen like like a recap let's, episode let's, or something? Let's like, I would love to. Like, honestly, do a cook along or whatever. Yeah. Bitch, I am all about it. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, it, I'm also all about it. <laughs> it means A. A. I get to eat. Mash part two. Then we're two, done. Like, like that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I am all about it. Oh my goodness. Right. I would do it. Yeah, we can well how about we spend like a day watching MASH? Yes. 
I'm on then, blow. Okay. All right. You, just you had me at mash. <laughs> you had me at mash. <laughs> Giggity. So I guess stay tuned to part two. I, I guess. We're going to do a part I'm, two. I guess I'm deciding on your own podcast. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. Because she had me at I'll make food. And I'm like, mm. I, I, think oh, I, kind of, I don't think I, think I, don't think I actually both I guess I'm reading it. between the lines I guess you didn't actually say no, that no I'm so. pretty sure I just bullied both of you into doing this <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to do it <laughs> I want some whatever it was fart chili or whatever oh, <laughs> yeah, gas give us chili. Chili. Yeah, give us some fart chili Megan <laughs> seriously though you guys I mean I know we're gonna do a part two I feel like it's coming I'm not but, I'm gonna keep watching the but, show like straight up I'm just gonna have it on but seriously you guys should literally listen to mash matters podcast yeah. with ryan and jeff because you are gonna get so much more out Do of they them episode by episode they don't they okay. so jeff maxwell was a part of the series and ryan is just a super fan out of that southern so so ryan patrick is an amazing broadcaster he is out of southern illinois and has done radio for a long time and then he got hooked up with Jeff Maxwell when Jeff Maxwell made uh, Secrets of the Mash Mess and started going tour to tour basically for radio shows um but you should 100% listen to them should I watch all of MASH before opening it up should I just watch one season and then opening it up what's the best way to do this as somebody who has never we're we're, we're plugging on another podcast but like that's all right somebody who's yeah who cares no I want to as somebody who has never who's only watched a handful of episodes is super into it and is going to continue around when would I start to quote unquote super enjoy the You know, I think you'll enjoy it. No, no, no. I think you'll enjoy it right away. They have such amazing guests and podcasters. Like they had Jeff Maxwell obviously as one of the co-hosts but they Mm do um, Loretta Swit and Kelly Nakahara who played Nurse Kelly. I'm supposed to say that's a Japanese ass name. (laughs) Yes. Um she um is nurse kelly Mm -hmm. in in mash um you'll hear from jamie farr and gary berghoff and mike farrell but they have all these amazing guests because they have that connection with jeff maxwell which is always cool yeah yeah um and now they're getting these other amazing guests like eileen sake who i met at the ranch Mm -hmm. and um there are a couple of niche episodes that you would really enjoy that they had guests on so i think yeah. mash matters is one of those podcasts that's uh, a companion podcast to the to the to the show <laughs> so you don't have to like worry about well i mean again i've been harping about how it's a 40 year old show so i guess spoilers is kind of smooth <laughs> spoilers aren't a thing um so yeah cool all right well i mean i'll definitely check it out i fully plan on watching the whole thing after um I like the thing is like I had a lovely afternoon just watching a bunch of mash episodes. Oh yeah, that's, that's kind of a testament to like oh okay no this show does slap because it, it does. never once not that it ever feels like homework but like I was like oh yeah. this is just a genuinely delightful show. All it right. is it really is. <laughs> hmm. Okay, well we are running oh, at a hundred million miles, so, <laughs> and we've only scratched the surface. So yes, part two I think will have to. Um, Thanks for letting me bully you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, are you welcome? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, cheersing. Cheersing. Cheersy, some, cheersy, cheersy, cheersy. Because we break, we broke for uh, Dr. Pepper and Kraken. Yeah, we Dr. Pepper? And whatever that screaming fest was, if you keep it in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, so. 
I think the question we need to ask ourselves now is, uh, what is the more you know? So Megan, what is something in the last however long, doesn't matter, uh, that you feel like somebody who listens to this podcast should probably know about? It can either be match related or completely non match related. Book, TV, um, what movie, are you into? yeah, music, yeah, fucking uh, whatever. Uh, what what's something what's something really neat that you've come across recently that you're like, fuck, more people should know about this. You know, I think with my job the way it is now, uh, I feel like everybody should understand that you can only do what you can do. And Ooh. it's okay if you can't get everything done. We live in a capitalistic society and I understand that we're pushed to do so many things all at once, but you can only do what you can do, and as long as you do your best, even though as snowflakey and crunchy as that sounds, no, you're right. It's though. the best you can do, and you're okay. Mm-hmm. And there will still be work and things tomorrow, and don't don't stress. Oh, I love that. Fucking words of wisdom. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I was sitting there going like, "Here's a cool video I watched," but that's so good. <laughs> and that's so, oh, that's so much good. better. That's so much better. I, I think love that's that. I think that's kind of keeping with the theme of what we're doing here today. Yeah. What about you, Kat? Well, I can't come up with some incredible advice like that, which <laughs> slap. I guess I'll go for my default, which is never change and only grow. Never but, change and only um, grow. In terms like of it. physical media, I am consuming. Yes. <laughs> um, Dimension 20 has Never After Out that I've been watching a lot. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. And um, also, I watch, I, I, I've been doing some like. Cin- I've been doing some cinema and I recently had like a Safdie Bros double feature which was just good time and then uncut gems and both of those are fucking uncut incredible. Gems. Uncut gems. Oh my god. <laughs> no. What the fuck? No, happened? uncut gems is really fucking good. Eric Bogosian <laughs> is the shit. <laughs> anyway. Jesus. Uh well for me, I think I've I've been getting back into uh I, I started watching the first few episodes of The Expanse. Because I read the first book. I've heard that's really good. I read the first book. And, um, huh? I didn't know they were books. I thought it was just like a spiritual Battlestar Galactica successor. And I was like, I'm listening. uh, From what, uh, I heard somebody relate it to Game of Thrones, but in space. And that's, that's very, that's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of political stuff. There's also a lot of action. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, but I started watching that again because I started to watch it and then I kind of fell off the, the horse for a while. But then I started binging it and I've kind of been getting back on it. And it's, it's really interesting. It's really, it's an entertaining series. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's bomb. Yeah, it's all right. Hey. Cool. Megan. We did a fucking thing. We did a thing. Thanks for coming along with us. <gasps> thanks for talking and thanks for being vulnerable. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Should we vibe five? I think we should vibe five. Vibe five, bitches. Vibe five. Oh, you that guys so good. are my fucking favorite. That's so people. good. The <laughs> vibes were so high. <laughs> All right. Any parting words of wisdom? Ba 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 da ba butts. But <laughs> please watch Mash. Please watch It'll Mash. It'll change your life. Please watch Mash. By the way, butts apparently. Oh fucking no, man. <laughs> Ain't even mad. Ain't even mad. <laughs> you are such a fucking delight. You are a delight. Delight. Yes. <laughs>